This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to, I listen the, to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be in bed. Listen to, listen the, to the Comic Syndicate. If movies, movies make you contemplate, just science, just science will commentate. Twitter, Twitter, the communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was jotting in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. Comic, comic syndicate podcast. Oh, the comic syndicate podcast. Oh, the comic syndicate podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The comic syndicate Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at thecomicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josiah. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 320. I'm your host, Josiah, at For the Villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. Let's hit it like we normally do. This one's going to be interesting. I have a lot of what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Uh, apparently, I had put out uh, the trailer, uh, teaser, pilot, I guess, for Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes. So 100 episodes ago, this was a practice run, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, when we entitled this one, hashtag just the tip. This episode, we discuss people you shouldn't bother tipping top 10 lists, and our thoughts and opinions on why we do or don't tip well. And are we the assholes for tipping the way we do? And even ask, and how and who do you tip the way you do? We also go into some rabbit holes along with the way with gratuity, the art of tipping etiquette, general rules along with the origin in the United States on how the custom started in the 1880s then, regarding Congress laws that were passed in 1938 along with new laws that have since passed. This was a teaser episode. This one was a good episode. Um, how do you guys tip? I mean, in, the deep dives and rabbit holes episodes are always cool and fun because they're not time sensitive. If you guys come across one that you guys haven't seen before, try listening. This one, how do you guys tip legit and seriously? Uh, who do you guys tip? Like I used to recycle all the time. Um, and now, I have, unfortunately, I don't recycle because I live in an apartment complex. Anyways, um, one of the things I, I came across people tipping that I never realized was when you go recycle your stuff, do you tip the dude that's – weighing your stuff for you i've never done it before like i tip well i just never tip those dudes i tip my barber i tip you know valet people waiters waitresses but how do you guys tip and we we brainstormed and went through you know the etiquette behind it and uh how you should normally do 15 percent uh how do you guys tip uh so yeah this one was very interesting this one was uh, the next one. Okay, I recorded to this particular week. Uh, the first one was uh, Saturday, July 7th, 2018. The next one was July 10th, 2018. We entitled this one hashtag sellout, uh, episode 220.1, which was a top 20 list of top 20 things every man should know how to do. Do yours make the list? Uh, if we'd like to get involved in the podcast, please follow Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, the podcast. Um, that was man down, guys. And it was a top 20 list of like, okay, what 
do you know how to do? And it was a good question because we broke down like, okay, guys, what do we normally need to know how to do? Like, do we need to know how to sew? I know how to sew. Do we need to know how to iron? I know how to iron. So all those redundant, weird, oddball fucking things. Do you know how to change a tire? Do you know how to change your oil? Do you know how to cook? Um, things like that. Uh, so that was man down. So those were two deep dives and rabbit holes that, uh, we recorded and banged out. RG was my co-host at the time. And that's exactly what we hit for the deep dives and rabbit holes. And then the episode 220 of the comic syndicate, that one was called sellout this week at for the villain hits what we spoke about about 100 episodes ago, then goes into his five points on how he finally conformed new phone updates, password nonsense. How many apps do you use losing some work and the importance of backing up audio? <laughs> I remember well, having to get a new phone and yeah, I save a lot of shit on my phone and now I have a laptop that I have everything on. So I don't have that worry much anymore. Drop box comes in handy then jumps into comic talk netflix signature i'm sorry sigmund freud castlevania season two netflix new tier program and would you do it star wars episode nine atlanta carousian keanu reeves john wick three title jeremy renner joins spawn reboot we hit marvel studios shuffles 2021 release calendar dc extended universe birds of prey batgirl san diego comic con scheduled then finally rocks some comic reviews marvel comics cosmic ghost writer number one donny cates was the writer of that one and image comics east of west recap and review of number 31 through number 37 jonathan hickman was the writer of that one nick dragota was the artist if you guys ever get the chance to read uh, East of West, please do so. The art's amazing. Jonathan Hickman is a killer fucking writer, and it was dope. So, all right, guys, that was what I hit. Jeez, in one week, I recorded two deep dives and rabbit holes podcasts and a comic syndicate episode. I do that every so often. I don't want to do that anymore. I have one more deep dives and rabbit holes podcast to record, and those are like little lifesavers. Uh, I'm going to have two banked up after that. I'm going to take some time off or if I need to take some time off or if something comes up work-wise, family-wise, personal life, whatever stuff I might need to take care of, I like to plug in those episodes so I can quote-unquote take a week off. And because they aren't time-sensitive, you can listen to those ones again at any in any particular order. And they're always weird, insightful, fun, funny, cheesy, corner, even stupid sometimes. But they're all thinkers in one way or another. So... Uh, I'm going to do that as soon as I'm done recording this one and plug one in. I want to say soon within the next few weeks, but my birthday's coming up mid-October. I'm probably going to plug a deep dives and deep dives and rabbit holes episode in during that time. I have zero plans for my birthday. I requested off my birthday day of uh, and the day before. So I'm going to have a four-day weekend. I have zero fucking plans for my birthday. I really don't celebrate my birthday. I love celebrating everyone else's birthday. I just like good company, good people around me. I don't ask for a lot. I'm a simple fucking cat. I'm a simple fucking dude. So, all right, guys, give me a few. I'll be right back. Ooh, no, negative. Just kidding. Uh, please listen to my boy, Jacob Medina, and his wife, Eva, on the Weird Street podcast and the Oh No, Not Another One podcast hosted by Sarah Kitsinis and Derek Krentz. And along with my boy, Adam Garza, on the Comics and Tortillas podcast with Hector Conejo and I believe Ben Davis. Next one, I, I did not write this one down, but because of the review at the end of the show that I'm going to go through, question of the week is going to be interesting because this one has me thinking still. 
normally I can fucking drop it at the drop of a hat. And this one has me stumped myself. Uh, I don't know what you guys do for a living, any of you guys. Men, women, I don't know. The age brackets are about 25 demographic to about 45 demographic straight up of the Comic Syndicate podcast. And deep dives and rabbit holes. I'll, I'll lump that one in there. Um, so I don't know what you guys do for a living. I'm aware you guys all have jobs. Uh, Jacob, I have an idea of what you do. Uh, Eric, I have an idea of what you do. Lynn, I know what you do. Uh, Lupi, I know what you do. Uh, so there's a lot of you guys. That, uh, um, Andrew Lewis, uh, who does the intro uh, song. I, I know what you do, but you have two jobs as well, I want to say, like I do. Um, so I work for a foreclosure company. My main office job, Monday to Friday, 8 to 5. And then I have a second job. I work at a restaurant. Red Robin, honestly, dude. I work at Red Robin. I cook uh, Monday to Friday, 6 to fuck me, 11 o'clock. And yeah, so I have the weekends off finally, which is great. Uh, I need the time to recoup and recharge those batteries. But that's where the question stems from, the review. And I don't know what you guys do for a living. That Those are the things I do for a living. Reading the reviews I, that I did... I thought of the question was money not being a factor. If you could pivot to any job that you want to do in your heart right now, what would it be? I have a bunch of ideas, like a fucking male stripper, um, male escort. Um, no jokes. Um, I can't say own a restaurant that's not necessarily a dream job um i used to want to own a record store <laughs> those are dead um own a comic book store was kind of up there so i have options but what are your guys's i'm very curious please shoot those at me i don't know if you're working your dream job right now if you're working your dream job please let me know what the fuck you're doing right now when i was a kid when i was a fucking kid i wanted to be an astronaut everyone wanted to be an astronaut um, wanted to be a cop for a while. Um, I wanted to be a teacher for the longest time. Actually, I went to school to be a, become a teacher. So yeah, I, and I don't think any of those things I would want to be right fucking now. I'm curious though. That's the question of the week. No, money not being a factor. What is one passion, love of any job that you would want to do? All right, guys. I'll be right back with some comic talk. <laughs> Hey, this is, hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman, All -Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist and sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer and sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic, Comic Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle, we're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and are having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, and uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic, Comic Talk. I just realized this is going to be a shorter show than I was expecting, which is good. Um, I did read, I did read a lot, um, but the thing is that I kind of went deep diving into a, an old title that I that I love. Uh, it will make sense in a bit. Um, let's start off with Ghost Rider Wolverine Weapons of Vengeance Omega Number One. Benjamin Percy is going to be the writer. Jeff Shaw is the artist, and Rain Barreto is the colorist. 
this one was interesting. I'm not current with Wolverine, but he's had this crossover with Ghost Rider uh, throughout the Ghost Rider run, which is more morbid, more darker, oddly enough to say, uh, more supernatural-ish. So in a nutshell, Johnny Blaze's body got taken over um, with like almost like a cerebral mask. So if you guys are familiar with Wolverine and that weird head mask he had when during the Weapon X program, so they have Johnny Blaze in this in this tube, literally the way they had Logan in it, and with this helmet mask on, they're using Johnny Blaze Johnny Blaze's mental state to control Wolverine's body ghost ridered out i know it sounds weird it sounds bizarre to uh to not i guess to combat this supernatural figure there they've been after for a while but they've been in shit for so long that johnny blaze gets captured wolverine now is like a a vessel for the ghost rider um of spirits of vengeance and he's on a tear to to kill like just murder and massacre uh, so the comic is really cool. It's the art's good. Um, honestly, the art was good. Um, I loved the the, the cover. I, I love Ryan Stegman, and I'm like, eh, it's not going to be Ryan Stegman's art, but okay. I haven't jumped into this one. Um, it was not the best standalone issue, but it was good uh, to see Wolverine always combat his inner demons. I guess is the best way to put it, since he's always been fighting and. Uh, always fighting his animal instinct and now to see him fight again in this way was very cool to see uh so happens that this this villain there after uh they've had a crossover like way even fucking the past uh 20 years or so they've had issues with this guy before so to see them work together and to see them like have a beer and smoke together after and like fuck we finally fucking got him. So the 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 good cop bad cop I guess and they're both bad cop bad cop I guess Wolverine and Ghost Rider was cool to see that friendship that they've always had like they have this mutual respect for each other. Was a cool um issue. That's the first book I read. Uh the next one's going to be hmm, book of the week. You know what? Yeah, let's do book of the week next. I'm going to jump back to Marvel. I did read a lot, and it's going to make more sense, huh? Let's go... Fuck it. Let's go not Book of the Week. This one's going to be Daredevil number one, written by Saladin Ahmed, the writer. Uh, Aaron Cooter is the artist. Jesus Abertov is the colorist. This one is issue number one, Daredevil, just dropped. It's going to be following Chip Zdarsky's and Marco Cicchetto's run. And, which dealt with the anxiety, the stress, the scars, the scar tissues, the lack of sleep uh, that Matt Murdock has acquired throughout the years, finally catching up with him and how uh, even mentally broken he is and how his body is just beat the fuck up. And again, the lack of sleep, everything that I'm like reading this out a lot, I'm like, this sounds familiar, this dude. Um, so that was based on that run. Now, this is the after affairs as far as that goes. Elektra becomes Daredevil, still on Chip Zdarsky's run. She becomes Daredevil. Uh, Matt Murdock finally gets healthy and 
donned, dons the mask again and becomes Daredevil. So there's two Daredevils, Electra Daredevil and, and Matt Murdock Daredevil. When he comes back, I love this version of Daredevil, but I'm a huge Daredevil fan. Like his outfit, this new outfit's fucking sick. He's got a thick ass fucking beard and the way his cowl is is just different. And I love the fuck out of it. So I deep dove those ones. Uh, and I'm this is pretty much the background and context I'm going to give you before I hop into the review of, of issue number one. So Daredevil is fucking a badass now back and with his thick ass fucking beard. Looks dope. And working with Electra now. And he ends up going after Punisher who ends up getting um, getting possessed by a demon. And he gains powers and abilities. He becomes the leader of the hand. And he's more off the edge than normal. Like he's not himself Punisher. I'm talking about Frank Castle, legit proper Frank Castle and Daredevil is the only one who's willing to go as far as it, as he needs to go to stop uh, Frank Castle. There's this twisted version that's possessed of Frank Castle, the Punisher. Uh, this is where Punisher loses his skull, his normal skull symbol. And it's more like a, a samurai skull with like samurai swords almost coming out of it. That's his new uh, Punisher symbol. And it makes sense. And a lot of people were pissed off. Like why? And, and I get the reasoning behind that. And that's not, that's a whole nother fucking deep dive that I'll, that I'll go into in a future episode. But um, it was a great run of the Punisher and to see Punisher and what he was going through being possessed, not being himself was very cool to see and to see, in the books of Daredevil and even Punisher, because they were crossing over, uh, Daredevil trying to stop Punisher legit. And to the point where even the Avengers are looking at Daredevil like, dude, we know how you work and operate. You're, you're taking it too far. Like, you're training people you shouldn't be training. Like, you're, you're going too far, Matt. And he's like, I'm doing what you guys don't have the balls to fucking do right now, Mr. Captain America. So oh, that was cool to see too. Um, and again, the background context. So I did read a lot and this is what I'm like catching up on again. Like shit, what did I miss? Did I miss any small pieces? And this is just everything encompassing in a nutshell before this review again, uh, Daredevil ends up stopping Punisher and in doing so dies. And I don't want to spoil anything. Something happens to him and he gives up himself to save everyone. And, he dies. Um, he goes to heaven. Um, and I'll go into those ones. I just wanted to give you background context. So when he comes back to life, he has no recollection of who he is whatsoever. That's pretty much the Daredevil and even Punisher runs. It, it, the last ones uh, up in a, up till now in a, in a nutshell. We have a new Punisher arriving soon. Actually, that did arrive, so I think it's like Punisher 2 right now. It's an Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. member that is now the Punisher. And I haven't read those yet. I'm very curious, but I haven't read it yet. I, am, I love Frank Castle. I love Punisher, but I love Frank Castle as, as Punisher. Uh, so this new character, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm on board. Daredevil, though, give me fucking Matt Murdock all day long. Give me Daredevil all day long. I just love fucking Daredevil. So this one was interesting. It starts off with uh, Matt Murdock now. Um, an interesting way to see him. He's a he's a father. <laughs> he 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 is a father, uh, not a father like uh, he he he's an ordained minister. <laughs> is what he is. He's not a father, um, but he is a father. And um, 
his day-to-day life now without any recollection of whom he was. Like, he knows he's Matt Murdock, but he doesn't know about he was Daredevil. He has no recollection of, of that person anymore. And we see him again on his day-to-day life and how he's in the cap, cab uh, ride in, in Hell's Kitchen, still living in the Hell's Kitchen, and how he's working in an orphanage now, helping kids and even a home for battered women. Like, that's what he's doing now. And he doesn't know how this place is getting funded. And, you know, they keep getting letters. Him and his uh, friend, minister, pastor, father. Um, not his father, father. Not battling Matt, uh, Jack Murdoch. But uh, another father, uh, minister, dude. And um, they're how they're keeping this place afloat. They don't know how they're doing it. Their bills are getting paid. They keep getting letters from the city, from the community. Like, dude, you guys, we don't like the way you guys are operating. They're not doing anything shady uh, that we know of until we find out the benefactor. And we see in the shadows uh, in her monologue from Daredevil, Electra Daredevil, saying, like, I... I want to know you're okay, Matt. Like, I don't know how you came back, but I miss you and I love you. But I, if you're happy now, I need to give you your space because you finally look happy. Like, this is what you wanted. Like, he's always been a religious kid, cat, and still is. Matt Murdock has always been a strong, devout Catholic. Uh, how I feel about Catholicism is completely different on, on how, you know, I respect the way they've always written that into Daredevil and Matt Murdock as a character and, and how he's always struggled with that. And again, Electra seeing him like, wow, you're, you're, you're living a different life than I was ever expecting. And again, you're happy. So I'm not going to interfere with that. And she even says, like, I'm going to keep funding this place. I'm going to keep funding your building. I'm going to keep bribing who I need to bribe to keep everything afloat because you're happy, which was very beautiful to see. So we see Electra actually not even take off yet. Like we see some uh, character pop up from out of nowhere. It looks like a demonic creature, uh, monster, spiritual thing that takes over and possesses now Electra's body. So uh, Matt Murdock, uh, back to his, his his orphanage home, He one of the girls that lives there, her ex-boyfriend comes along and he, he used to beat her. So Matt Murdock is, you know, goes out and says, just leave. We don't want any trouble, dude. We don't want you messing with her. And the dude and his friends try, <laughs> attempt to jump Matt Murdock father Matt Murdock and um he's like I don't know where these reflexes are coming from and he just rocks these fucking dudes um so that was cool to go into autopilot for him like I don't know what this is about but fuck this feels fucking good like he's able to unleash and he doesn't know again any recollection of, of that part of his life so it continues on from there where he's like, I don't know what's drawing me to where I hid the, these things, but he dons a suit, a costume, not the full daredevil costume, but you know, he knows what he's able to do. So once he's patrolling the city, he's like, fuck, my senses are fucking killer. Like I, and he's able to find a crime and, and even find sense Electra. He's like, I can smell her. I know I don't know who this woman is, but she needs help. He ends up going after her, finds her, locates Electra, 
possessed Electra. And the way the drawing, the art is not the best, but it's it's good for the story because it's it's dark and it's gritty and it's possession. So it goes with the story oddly enough. So we see Matt Murdock confront uh, possessed Electra Daredevil. And the way it's drawn is just gnarly because, again, the, the symbolism, the, the, the darkness, the grittiness behind how the artist drew this demonic character's giant head on the body of Daredevil Electra is nuts and, and twisted and wicked to fucking see, but in a good way. And we see Matt confront this this demonic creature and um, and he's able to stop the dude. And the way he stops him is interesting because he still has his faith and he's able to to combat him that way, this demonic creature. And Electra tells him, like, thanks for saving me. I don't believe the way you believe. Like, I, I'm never going to believe the way you believe. But that was a miracle. He's like, no, like, it's it's my it, I have faith. So it was interesting. Um, to see. Now, we know Daredevil's life, Matt Murdock's life, he can't be happy for long. Peter Parker can't be happy for long until um, something bad happens, till the shoe fucking drops. And this one is where the question of the week came from. I'm now circle back around that one at the end of the show. But I'm um, dropping it one more time here. Uh, if you can drop your job, whatever it is you, are, you have right now, like Matt Murdock's fucking completely happy being a father, uh, yeah, a bishop, or whatever you want to fucking call it. And he's happy. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like, he was an attorney for the longest time, and he's Daredevil. And Daredevil makes him feel the most alive. Now, I I, I, I want to be Daredevil. I wish that was my fucking full-time job. No, um, I feel banged up like that all the time. But, yeah, I'll circle around one more time. But that's where the question of the week came from. Like, he's happy now, and... How long is it going to last is is the weird question. Last book and possibly book of the week is going to be a DC Comics title, Batman and Robin number one. Joshua Williamson is the writer. Simone DiMatteo is the artist and colorist. Steve Wands is the letterer. So this one is interesting because the inner, uh, the narrative starts off. No one likes change. But it is an important piece of the natural order. The animals of Gotham have been allowed to run wild for too long. If Gotham is to survive the end times, it must take extreme measures. And I know just who to start with. Then it goes now into scenes. And, and okay, during the first opening pages and panels, you see some really gnarly twisted shit. You see like um, animal cadavers and someone, oh, mad sign, uh, someone working on them. And almost looks very, well, it's definitely an operating table and just someone working. So that's what the opening narrative was and that's where from there we go into scenes of batman and robin breaking into a zeppelin to stop white rabbit uh on a zeppelin that's just fucking cool to see very batman the animated series ish the next few scenes and panels are of bruce and damien arriving now after they stop the white rabbit and them just to see damien and, and bruce or actually batman and robin damien wayne robin uh any of the Robins, it really go to town and go to work. Seeing them work is always fun to see. So that was a good opening sequence with Batman and Robin proper. From there, it jumps now to Bruce Wayne and Damien. So they're at home now, finding a new home at Brownstone, where Bruce is now explaining to Damien Wayne that uh, this home is fully outfitted for what they're going to do. They're, so they're Batman and Robin work. And he explains to Damien, like, we had to leave, you know, uh, 
Wayne Manor because of things at, at or things that the way things at Gotham aren't going so well with with Catwoman and the Gotham War, which I reviewed, I believe, last week. So this is just like a side story and how they're going to move forward with with that. So it's going to happen still. It's going to be an ongoing, well, not an ongoing series. It's going to be a, a, a story arc for the time being. So he's explaining to Damien uh, everything about this. And we get to see the relationship that Damien and Bruce Wayne have as a father and son. That, that aspect of it I really enjoyed. So Damien is a smart ass. And even though he respects his father, um, he's still a little dick. Like, he's a kid still. But... Even in saying that, we see what Damien does to cope with his life. And and he's, again, very smart. He's a smart ass. He knows he's the smartest person in the room. Uh, Bruce explains to him, like, yeah, and he's trying to explain to him. And I'll go into that right now. Uh, Bruce just wants to talk to his kid. And, and Damien just shuts the door on him. We know Damien respects Bruce Wayne. We, we see that Damien respects Batman more. Because that is pretty much Bruce Wayne, like, is is the mask. Um, and, and Damien Wayne is a fucking assassin, trained assassin. 13, 14-year-old kid, 15-year-old kid. Uh, doesn't want to talk to his dad, so he slams the door. And Bruce, we see him, like, wanting to knock and, like, saying, like, all right, I'm going to give him some fucking time. And this is where the coping that Damien does. And, and it's cool. We see what he should be doing he's creating he's writing he's drawing comic comic books he's putting his imagination to use um so it was cool to see that and we see more of their dynamic now uh with damien's upbringing along with bruce's and how they now have to live together as father and son again which they haven't we haven't seen this in, in a while uh they're kind of trying to keep it chill the next morning uh damon wayne wakes up early makes breakfast for for dad and bruce is like all right i just want to let you know kid i enrolled you in school he's like awesome i have a lot of aliases i can use like all right who which perpetrator do i need to look after he's like oh yeah dude you're going as fucking damien wayne kid like you're going to go to school and he's like what get the fuck out of here i'm the smartest kid like and it's true like talia al ghul raz al ghul trained Damien Wayne in every possible way in art forms in literature science math um from the best teachers professors um artists and trained assassins uh like he is all around everything so he looks at it Damien Wayne looks at it as fuck this this is a put down this is some bullshit dad and it's interesting to see that aspect so I like it, and the art's fucking killer, and I love um, Joshua Williamson, Adam and I have reviewed him in the past, and we've met him a bunch of times, actually, we we see him at cons all the time, and he's a legit good guy, and has a great writing style, he has a a style of writing very dark, and this one doesn't feel like a darker title, but again, to see the Bruce Wayne, not the, the Bruce Wayne and Damien, Wayne aspect, the father-son aspect of, of this story. I think I it just appealed to me more than anything. And I always love the Batman and Robin, Damien, um, out on the prowl and the way they work together is always awesome as well. So I liked it. This one was cool. They go after the next dude, the next thugs. Uh, and it so happens, Damien, before he gets told, you're going to go to school, he's like, I figured out the perpetrator of who we're after. Uh, some Someone's after a scientist dad we need to go on the run 
uh, to go on the run. We need, we need to go fucking after these dudes, which they do. It's uh, Killer Crocs there, um, an orc, a bunch of orc-looking creatures, uh, man bats there, a bunch of henchmen that are all like with have animal heads, which is nuts to see. So Damien Wayne is combating Killer Croc, and even Batman says, like, you better be careful with him, Killer Croc. Like, he's going to fuck you up. Uh, you, Bruce Wayne, Batman knows, like, my, like Damien Wayne is a fucking killer, and, and he's trying, fighting to not kill anymore. So, again, that, that cool aspect. Uh, Man Bat ends up taking the scientist they, that Damien Wayne found, and so he goes after Man Bat, and as uh, Damien Wayne's fighting one of the, the henchmen with an animal head, he realizes, like, fuck, that's not a fucking mask. Like, what the hell was going on? So, very cool and interesting to see. Um, that's issue number one. I really enjoyed it. I loved the art uh, a lot. This one was book of the week, I, I believe. Like, I-, I honestly feel this was book of the week. Uh, Daredevil number one was good. Um, it felt better to go back into uh, the run uh, that Chip Zdarsky was writing and the art in there by Checo. Uh, it is is just beautiful and, and gorgeous. Uh, Chichetto, I'm sorry, Marco Chichetto, and the art's amazing. And, and the way they drew Daredevil, even Daredevil Electra, Daredevil, uh, looks she looked fucking killer. But I loved seeing that beard, probably because I'm a beard guy, because um, I have a beard, and I, I, it felt better to rock those ones out. And I know it was during the break uh, when my when my dad passed away that I. I was still reading that one in Nightwing. I dropped off of X-Men. But I was still reading things um, more often than, than I would allow myself, I, I guess. Um, so it felt better to go back into those old runs. So I'm going to do uh, an, an episode, future episode, where I just give you more context than what I did leading up to Daredevil number one. But it's worth checking out because it's now they have to follow a big set of fucking shoes and i'm very curious i'm always going to be a daredevil fan i'm always going to give daredevil a chance i in that being said i need to give punisher a chance if i love him so much as well so all right guys uh thanks for listening like i said it's going to be a short show uh i will be no i'll catch you guys next week peace out All right, so money permitting, if money was not a factor, uh, what's the job you guys if could just pivot to and, like, I finally have my dream job? Like, what what is it for you guys? I'm curious because this one, I'm a quick fucking thinker, and I can think on my toes, and I'm fucking quick, and this one stumped me. Uh, first thought thing I thought was writer. Like, I think I would want to be a writer, and I think I'm a writer. Now, in that being said, I I know it's not still with that, with it's, I know it's still within the realm of possibility to become a writer and finally finish, god damn it, a fucking movie script, or these books that I've started that I, that I haven't touched in a long fucking time. So the ability is there. I, I have what it takes to do it. I just got to fucking do it and find time, which is after I told you guys my work schedule already and trying to fill in reading for the podcast and doing work for the podcast and then writing up the show and finding time to record the show is nuts and bizarre. So I thought writer and I'm like, 
that's not the best science because technically you can still do it. And I guess that's the, the question for all you guys. Like if, if it's still something you can do, is it out of the realm of possibility for you guys? But I'm very curious. What, what is it for you guys? Like, do I want to be an astronaut? No, 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 fuck it. No, um, the aliens are already here now. Uh, do I want a police officer, be a police officer? No, I used to want to. Do I want to be a firefighter? You know what, dude? When I was a kid, I used to want to be a firefighter. Would I still want to be a firefighter now because of the person I am and I love helping people? I know I I know Josias and that dude. I, I'm just speaking to myself or of myself as third person. Uh, I know who I am and I'm that person that will give up everything to save people like i saw some instagram video the other day that i don't know it would probably offend a lot of fucking people um because it's it i wish i can fucking you know i'll I'll look for it anyways um i would give my life up for fucking people even fucking strangers sadly enough like i would pull someone out of the way of a train push them out of the way if i can save both of us cool if i can save one person if i can save like if kids if old people like just people dude I know I have what it takes to be a firefighter. Is it a pivot I can make right now? I'm too fucking old. <laughs> um, I'm not in shape. I'm not in shape as it was anymore. Like the COVID didn't fucking kick my ass. I didn't blow the fuck up. Um, so I'm in decent. I'm 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 in. Look, I'm a shape. Um, so no. Um, and then thinking about it, like again, comic book art uh, owner, comic book store owner, slash fucking dvd music shop would be fucking cool still not without you know not it's still within the the realm of possibility so not bad um this one's still not out of the realm of possibility um a teacher for me like i went to school to become a teacher and if money wasn't an issue i would probably still want to be a fucking teacher like I love kids, so teaching at an elementary level would be fucking cool for me. Uh, to know that I can impact and mold people's lives would be fucking cool. Now that's the catch twenty two in this is um, I would want to be a high school teacher, uh, English or or history um, teacher, social studies too, uh, and that way I can teach and. Older kids, granted, that think they know the world. Freshmen would fucking suck because freshmen are idiots. Uh, probably junior, senior, I would like to teach. And then still stay at school and six-period coach wrestling. Like that, which I've done already. Like I haven't taught. I used to be a peer mediator in school, which was go to the elementary across the street and got credits for these um, for college to go help out kids and, and this was during class time like my period was to go help out fucking kids and to become a teacher and to know you're helping you know be a peer mediator um i guess is what it was and and uh, to know you're helping people and impacting people in that way I, I think i care about people that much and again the catch 22 like i hate fucking uh, the older kids because because they think they know fucking everything but if i can get them into the wrestling room and like teach them like proper um drive perseverance um how to pick yourself up you know how to lose properly like you gotta win all the time like you lose and you gotta lose all the time like like you win all the time which is be humble uh don't forget where you fucking came from go give back to your fucking community those things 
what again? I hate fucking kids. Like, if I can get them in the wrestling room, though, and, like, teach them, you know, respect, self-respect. Um, teach them responsibility. Teach them fucking discipline in a positive fucking way. I think that would be the dream job, which is fucking weird because it's still not out of the realm of possibility. Um, but if money wasn't a factor in me going back to school to become a teacher and doing that again, um, I guess besides that, an archaeologist would be fucking cool. To get lost and to be Indiana Jones and in Indiana Jones it up would be fucking cool. Um, paleontologist would be fucking cool. Uh, those things. So even though I was stumped at first, it's like, fuck, Josiah, there's so much you want to fucking do still. And maybe I still do want to own a restaurant. And I don't want to call I don't know what I want to call it, but it would be something in regards to my dad, which is still within the realm of possibility. So an astronaut, a teacher. A teacher's a fucking sad answer, dude. Comic book artist. No, because my art sucks. A comic book writer would be fun. Still not out of the realm of possibility. So those are mine in a nutshell. I think I would want to be a teacher, guys, or a firefighter. Those would be it. I can still be Batman. Um, yeah, so those are mine. I thought it was going to be a shorter show, but um, that's what you guys get. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, I will catch you guys next week. Peace out.